the siblings to the bar, Dennis. And Bobby. And we are here counting down the Oscar winners for Best Picture of the Year from Worst to Best. And we are all the way up to the top 30, number 30. Yep. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about 12 Years a Slave. Yeah. From 2013. Okay, cool. What's your history with the, this movie? Um, I, I don't, I didn't know it. I you hadn't, I hadn't, heard of it? I hadn't, I don't know, maybe I had, I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, I hadn't read the book until this week and, uh, I didn't know, I mean, I figured it was about somebody who was a slave for 12 years, but yeah, I, I had a basic understanding of the time frame that it might be involved in. Okay. And the location, just because twelve years a slave, so um, yeah. So yeah, I I had not I had not watched it nor read the book. Okay. Well, I've uh, of course seen it. Uh, so I think a couple times before this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's we should just jump into the losers because there's eight of them. Wow. Yeah. Uh. So first up, we have American Hustle. Okay. Ever heard of it? I, I think I watched this movie. Oh, okay. I did yeah. watch this movie not that long ago. Okay. Yeah, it's. I felt like it could have been like great. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, but it was it was okay. It was a little. A little yeah, a little I'm not. Funny. I'm not that thrilled with it either. So, kind of an all star cast. It's uh, uh, it's a heist, not a heist, but a, a con artist movie. Set in the seventies. Yeah. I think they were going for cult classic, but yeah, I haven't uh, heard a whole lot about it since twenty thirteen. Yeah, when it came out. Um, but it's uh, directed and written by David O. Russell, uh, coming off the Silver Linings Playbook from the year before, and so this is uh, has um, kind of a stellar main cast with yeah. uh, Christian Bale and. Um, Amy Adams, um, Jennifer Lawrence, Bradley Cooper, and Jeremy Renner, who yes. we saw in uh, The Hurt Locker. Oh. That's right. Uh, Philomena. No, I've see? never heard of this one. Okay, uh, this is uh, based on a true story of an Irish lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, tells her story late in life, but she had, as a young woman, she was uh be became pregnant i think as a teenager was sent to a convict or, sorry a convent uh-huh. uh where she was forced to give up her baby oh and so um she's played by Judy Dench and Steve Coogan plays a writer who is kind of uh writing a book on the story and they kind of develop a friendship as she kind of revisits the Pain of her past. Oh. Well, I don't know Steve Coogan, but Judy Dench is. She's always great. She's yes. wonderful. Yes. Nebraska. No, also never heard of this. Yeah, it's um, directed by um, Andrew Payne. Okay. Uh, he directed, he's known for like Sideways, Election, The Descendants. Uh, it's kind of a 
comedies for adults. This is a, a black and white um, serial comedy that stars Bruce Stern as kind of a cantankerous older man who uh, he, he gets one of those um, those sweepstakes things that are meant to kind of um, fool elderly people, scams, <laughs> and he he says it says he already won, so he goes to Omaha to collect his prize, and uh, he's very insistent that he has to go, and his um, son decides to just kind of accompany him, and they kind of bond on their road trip to Nebraska, I think from Montana. Or, okay. Yeah. So we're That's, seeing? Yeah. Yeah, this is kind of a quirky human comedy. Her. No, never heard, heard of it. it. Yeah, yeah I don't know where I was in 2013. Yeah, I don't know. Another Amy uh, Adams movie. Yeah, Amy Adams is in this as well. It stars Joaquin Phoenix as a guy who it's uh, set in the future, and uh, it's a, about a guy who falls in love with his AI assistant. Okay. This kind of futuristic. She's kind of like a, a Siri or Alexa figure, voice of Scarlett Johansson. Okay. But, but it's just like kind of, well, it's like like an Alexa, but runs your whole life. Okay, so it's yeah. really, he falls in love with the concept because there's nothing physical. Right. To it. Yeah. Yeah. I actually read an article in, I don't know, it was maybe, where was it? Washington, something like that. The Atlantic New York Times it could have been the Atlantic. Anyway, it was about when ChatGPT first came out. Yeah. And having a conversation, and the author of this was talking about how he was like becoming. This was became this conversation. Oh yeah, I, I yeah, heard that, about that. Yeah, so it's it's actually not dissimilar to right this, but he was felt like he was. You know, he's talking to a computer, but he uh-huh. got emotionally invested in this. Right, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, for 2013, that was a little bit ahead of its time. Right. Yeah. Um, Dallas Buyers Club? Oh, I've heard of this movie. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that got a lot of attention. Matthew McConaughey stars. Oh, he looks very thin in this movie. Yeah, well, he has AIDS. You know the oh, premise of that I have story? Not, no, I know nothing about it. Yeah. Oh, so he uh, must have lost weight for this role. Oh, yeah. He, he really oh. transformed himself. Uh, he plays kind of this... Uh, I think he kept, he gets AIDS from a blood transfusion. Oh. Uh, he's uh, kind of a Texas um, like embodiment of toxic masculinity. Okay. Uh, but... Oh, then he gets runs, AIDS. Then he gets AIDS, and... He runs up against the kind of uh, healthcare bureaucracy and the fact oh. that Washington and the FDA wasn't doing anything to get a drugs approved. So, kind of um, runs a black market called the Dallas Buyers Club to get AIDS medication to AIDS patients that were being tied up by the FDA. Wow, this sounds fantastic. Is it good? Yeah, it's it's definitely worth seeing. It's um, I'd kind of rather see a documentary on the 
situation. I mean, it really just tells that story. Jared Leto has a supporting role as a as a trans woman there. Uh, Captain Phillips, you've seen oh, that, right? No, I have not. Oh, okay. You know Adam doesn't it. like to watch any of the SEAL movies, but I would okay. really like to watch Captain Phillips. The SEALs have very small... I know, um, I... I mean, they, like, resolve the whole thing, but (laughs) it's not about (laughs) them. They're big players in this. Uh, At at any rate, this is based on the true story of a... Captain Phillips is a a captain of, I think, like a cargo liner that is uh, taken over by Somali pirates. The movie is about Tom Hanks as Captain Phillips Mm -hmm. kind of managing this situation. Yeah. I mean, this... it seemed, it's always been one, I was like, oh, I'd like to see that. Yeah. Oh, worth I, seeing? I yeah, it's definitely worth seeing. Okay, good movie. Very exciting, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, I have heard of this. Also, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen this. Yeah, this is uh, Martin Scorsese's epic of um, oh, Martin Wall Scorsese. Street. Uh, that does not and seem like very violent. Is this a violent movie? Doesn't Martin Scorsese only do... There's some violence. No, he doesn't do now. No? Okay. We'll see. Well, the Scorsese movie we'll see is a little violent. But, uh, you know, he did The Age of Innocence and. uh, Never heard of it. Silence isn't that violent. That's Um, Silence based on the novel? Yeah. About the priests in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, The Wolf of Wall Street uh, stars Leonardo DiCaprio as Jordan Belfort, the uh, day trader who wrecks a fortune and it's just gratuitous excess of uh, of uh, Wall Street. Yeah. It's a good movie. Right. Yeah. So, sort of like a documentary. Yeah, sort of like a documentary. <laughs> And finally, we have Gravity. I have seen this movie. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, this is probably the most famous movie on the list. It's a huge hit that stars Sandra Bullock as a... Well, she's not an astronaut, but she's on an astronaut um, mission. I think she's a scientist of some sort. She's there for... Is her an astronaut? She's an astronaut, yeah. <laughs> but it's not like she's not like a career NASA person. She's yeah. a scientist that's put up it's there like for the a mission. Yeah. Um, at any rate, things go wrong on this mission, oh. and she has to find her way home from space. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So this was a huge hit. Um, really. One of those movies, like, I heard the premise, I'm like, is this the, how is that going to be a story, a movie? And, but it's really fascinating. It's yeah. super Who's watchable. the guy? George Clooney is the... Oh, they do a lot know. of movies together. Well, yeah, they did, what's at least about? did this one. I don't know. Uh, but you like Gravity. I did like Gravity. Yeah, it's great. And I don't understand why people go into space. That seems like such a bad idea. <laughs> Yeah, um, really gripping movie. Uh, set up a really tight Oscar race this year, um, more so than usual, just because this 
type of movie is almost tailor-made for, I mean, the Oscars don't usually go for science fiction, but just in terms of it being a organization that's a collection of different branches, you know, here's a movie that kind of showcases directing and acting and special effects and sound and like really all elements, cinematography, editing. I mean, you don't think of it as a script movie, but just kind of the challenge of how to write this, you know, structure this type of story. Um, but then have it go up against something that's just more important, you know. Which is... Well, we'll get oh, into it 12, 12 years later. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so it's kind we of... Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, one of those situations where I think it had just come out in different years. Oh, grabbing um, light of one? Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. I think it probably came close to winning this year, too. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, if it one of them had come out the previous year, I think either of them would have beaten Argo, which was the okay. previous year. Yeah. Or the next year, I think either of them would have beaten Birdman. Oh, okay. Too. Yeah. But, uh, Gravity is the only best picture nominee to be like, in the top uh, 10, 15 highest grossing movies of the year. Wow. Which was a lot of franchise movies. Uh, I think the first Hunger Games movie was the biggest hit of the year. Okay. Uh, but also Iron, Iron Man 3, Frozen, uh, Despicable Me 2. Um, good year for animation. Well, a good year at the box office for animation. Uh, Monsters University 2 is yeah. up there. Uh, Gravity up at number 6, at least on the domestic charts. Yeah, a lot of franchise movies. A Star yeah. Trek, a Fast and Furious. Yeah. Hobbit. Uh, yeah, Hobbit. Couple of Thor. Thor. Couple of Marvel movies, yeah. Yeah, Thor. And what's the other one? Oh, Iron Man. Iron Man 3, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, also, World War Z was a big hit, which is the zombie movie starring Brad Pitt, who uh, was also in and produced uh, 12 oh, Years a Slave. He produced this? Yes. Okay. He was in it. He was. Yeah, yeah, he saved a good part for himself, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll talk about that. There, so are, is... there are a few uh, yeah. heroic white characters. <laughs> One nice white guy. <laughs> uh, so what is 12 Years a Slave about? A fascinating story about yes. Solomon Northrup, um, who was a black man, a free, born free mm-hmm. in the North, lived in New York at the opening of the movie, Saratoga. Right. And uh, anyway, was lured to Washington by a couple of guys, probably then sort of date rape drug, some sort of... Yeah. <laughs> some sort of... Anyway, they, right. they ended up somewhere. probably, most likely... Selling him into, well, in the movie, they kind of say that he sold him into slavery. So he just goes from being a um, well-established, well-respected man with a family and children and... Musician. Musician, uh, home, everything, Mm -hmm. you know, just living his American life. And then he sold into slavery and brought to the South. Yeah. And and... Anyway, and then he's that lives that way for twelve years before 
they're able to secure his release. Yeah. Which is this long narrative. And then he, uh, yeah. So, and then this is based on a true story mm-hmm. of obviously Solomon this guy, Northrop. Solomon yeah. Northrop, who wrote this story like two years later or yeah. you know, shortly after he, um, so this would be like 1850, early 50s or so. Yeah. So he wrote this narrative of what happened, which is uh, really more remarkable. Um, yeah. Anyway, so a remarkable story. That's what it's about. Yeah. And so, you made me um, uh, read the book, <laughs> which is so, yeah, I'm yeah. so glad you did. <laughs> right. No, I really am glad that you did. Um, I I didn't watch the movie till last night because, you know, I, I did audit it. And because it's from 1853, it's mm-hmm. free everywhere. I listened to a great, right. um, just included with Audible uh, okay. book and just kind of listened to it during, you know, mm-hmm. running around uh, this week. And it, it's gripping. Oh, very much so. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I love the book. And it also, the other thing that really struck me by reading the book or listening mm-hmm. to the book this yeah. week and watching the movie in, in the same week is um, I started thinking while I was reading this is how are they gonna how are they gonna do this story as a movie and first of all this is gonna be brutal to watch as a movie yes it is but um, really brought to mind what a different storytelling I don't know platform or whatever I mean movie is just a different right. way of telling a story it's mm-hmm. not just a visual representation of what's in the book. Right. So I still don't totally understand the movie-making business, but I'm starting to appreciate that that it's its own... It's different kind of, structure. It's, a, yeah, it's its but, own art form of how to tell the story. Yes. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's something that is, you know, in our post-enlightenment society of, you know, we're just so used to I, I you know because i teach scripture and i try mm-hmm. to get this point across to people all the time with scripture is like you, you can't just read it like it's a right. science book or a history book even it's you yeah. know uh, try to you know pick out what you're doing it's a different genre entirely mm-hmm. and it's telling the same story in a similar way but anyway so i right. i know that for scripture but it's like, oh, movies like that, too. Okay. <laughs> so, what did you think of the movie? Oh, I really liked the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I loved the book. Oh, yeah. I, the I, preferred, is... the, I preferred the book to the movie. Yeah. Um, only because, um, I don't know, I, I can't fathom how the movie would do it better, but right. there's so much tension oh, and exactly. intrigue and... The drama in the in the movie, and also, I mean, in the book, and you also get such a insight into the character, you know, the voice of Solomon yes. Northrop, and which is just like you should go. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I think the movie is less concerned with building character and. Or even narrative, and just kind of using the story to give a cinematic treatment to the yes. absolute horrors of slavery. Yeah, which I think it does very well. I do too. That's, so I'm, 
if I had never read the book, I'd be like this. And I still was like, this was a, a gripping movie. I really, really liked it. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, I would just encourage people, you know, go see the movie, but also read the book, you know, don't do the movie in place of the book, but they're, mm -hmm. they're good kind of side by sides. Yes. So I have really nothing but praise. And I yeah. thought it would be harder to watch than it was. As a matter of fact, last yeah. night when we, I'm talking a lot about this, but no, last night when we sat down to watch it finally at like nine or something, mm -hmm. nine thirty even at night <laughs> to go watch it. And Adam just had a week, man. He's yeah, like doing, he has just had a week. He was exhausted. He mm -hmm. was just like, Oh, this is such heavy matter. He was yes. more in like a, let's watch a, 45 minutes of a comedy special, you right. know, like a stand-up or something. But um, anyway, he sat down. He helped me set it up, and he was just going to watch his own thing sitting next to me. But he just got caught up within the first two minutes. And yeah, after I mean, insisting really gets... he wasn't going to watch right. it, he watched the whole thing and only fell asleep a few times. Okay. Which is <laughs> well, that's amazing. Yeah, especially being that late. And, yeah. Especially uh, being so like I'm not gonna watch this movie tonight. Yeah, I mean it really doesn't beat around the bush and the oh. exposition just gets right into yeah. Right into it. Yeah, it does. And that, some of the things when that the two characters are almost like vaudeville or pre vaudeville, there's the circus mm -hmm. guys. You yes, know, Brown and Hamilton. Yeah. I felt like the movie, so those are the guys that he was introduced to in Saratoga. Yes. Who had said, hey, you know, you're a musician, come play with us. We'll do all these gigs. You'll make this money. We're doing going down to, Yeah. at first it was going to be somewhere in New York, and then later it was Washington, and then you'll mm -hmm. come back up. But, like, he could make all this money and then come back. Yeah. So that's why he. And the timing works out because his wife had gone up yeah. to. Some other city to do because she's a uh, cooking, chef, yeah, yeah, cooking, chef, yeah, cooking lessons or something. So yeah, so it just worked out. So he went to go do that, and then they. Um, but what I thought that the movie did is like that was like oh that's exactly how I had pictured them in my mind. Yeah, in, in reading the book, I thought that yes. was like exactly the same. Yeah, one and of they, them we've already seen in Argo. Really? Um, Rao, uh, one of those circus guys was one of the Canadians. Oh. Uh, well, no, one of the Americans that, the, the, um, not hostages, but the, the, one of the guys that they're trying to get out of the country. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, I don't know. I could say so many. Uh, it should be mandatory. <laughs> it should. And, you it, know, you should be kind of come into the movie thinking, well, Everybody, you know, slavery is not controversial anymore. Nobody defends it. So it's like telling us something's bad that everyone already thinks is bad. But it's so enlightened. Even with the fact that everyone knows slavery is bad, you still hear kind of um, just yeah. to see, or like, especially the Benedict Cumberbatch character. Such a great, yeah. Who's like... Yeah. Exactly. So it's, he really comes off as just so useless. Yeah, such a feckless figure, and he's the type of guy that is just—he's like, the 
nice slave owner. He's yeah. the one who he's cares. As good as it, he's as, he's good, as good as, as it gets. gets. Yeah. As good as it gets. And Solomon Northrop speaks so highly of him. He does. He it does. That's so the, right. Yeah. That is the but really that's the type of person that allows yeah. this the the institution to exist. That's because that Martin Luther King's with, letter exactly. to the Birmingham, the exactly. Birmingham jail is essentially what he says. Yeah, because it's those types of individuals that make it easy to just make the case that, okay, the horrors of slavery is just some bad apples. Right. And we do see some of those. And, right. Um, uh, but, yeah, I, I just think it's, um, first of all, I think... Uh, Cumberbatch does a really good job as you know yeah. he doesn't try to um, make his character likable and uh-huh. he also doesn't right play it as a villain either it's just yeah. a guy who's he's just kind of useless like he first of all when we first meet him it's at the slave auction and you have this what happens to Eliza is is just heart wrenching. This yeah. is one of the other slaves who's transported with Solomon. She had, um, she she was kind of had a master who was uh, also fathered her children, and as she told it, he was good to her or just as as she told the story yeah. and then I think she lived her, a very you know she had fine things and yes as you know she told it she was yeah and then her the master's daughter just gets jealous and sells her and her kids and it's like you know you really learn how it doesn't really matter that there are good, so-called good slave yeah. owners, because if, if you have a system where people are property, yeah, that's that's inherently dehumanizing. It's inherently dehumanizing. Yeah. But we get this scene where she gets sold, but not her kids. Yeah. And she's probably never going to see them again. Yeah. Or know where they are or what's going to happen to them. And she's screaming. And Cumberbatch is the one who's buying her. Yeah. And you can tell, like, he's he sees himself as the nice guy. And he's like, okay, yeah. how much to buy the daughter? And yeah, and he, he can't. So he's like, oh, well, I tried. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. so useless. Right, and it, you had the similar thing at the end where, well, at the end of his time with him, when you had Solomon, who were by then called Platt, it, he had beat up the overseer and, anyway, had to be removed from this. And, and Ford, who is the Benedict Cumberbatch character, is trying to save him, right? But he sells him to a harsh other master, and he's yes. like, "Look, you're gonna die if uh, this is my only option. Mm-hmm. It's not a great option, but he's the only one that'll take you. But I yeah. need to. I'm a good guy. I need to save your yeah. life and get you out of here. And you know, we're 
you know, we're like, well, there's, you could also just free him. Yeah. You know, there is another option. Well, know? and then at that point, Solomon tries to tell him yeah. the truth, and he's like, and I, he's can't, like I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I can't hear it. And, as, as, and he tries to defend him to Eliza. Yeah. When she's still yep. just wailing about her children. Like, even as a non-parent, it's just, like, yeah, no, it tears my heart out. It's, yeah. But he's like, she goes, he's one of the good ones. He's And she goes, he's a slaver. Yeah. He goes, under the circumstances. And she says, under the circumstances, he's a slaver. Yeah. Which is, I just love the dialogue there. It's really, yeah. very pointed. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, yeah, the, I can't remember how their conversation continues along that. She just makes yeah. this really profound point. It's like, it, I mean, I had that good, in quotations, master too, and it, it doesn't help me now. Yeah. You know, it's I still got sold into into this. And mm-hmm. Solomon Northrop in the book describes such fondness about Ford, right? Yes. But he talks about, he still, he sees him, though, as a flawed character. Very much, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's like, he doesn't, I'm making me think of, you know, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Like, yeah. He was so lived in this world that yeah. he, you know, he couldn't conceive of anything outside of this. And anyway, yeah. it was, yeah, it I was mean, a really. It's the, the system is evil. The system and, is completely evil. Yeah. And he's. He's wrong for, he's weak for not seeing through it, not even willing to see through it. Yeah. But, yeah, and and of course, Solomon Northrop is also, you know, just dealing with people that are are just demonic in how they deal with, I mean, just really. Yeah, I mean, the cruelty in that case that he gets is not from the, owner or even the overseer but the guy Tibbetts yeah. uh, played by Paul Dano who's really kind of one step up from being a laborer himself yeah. he's probably like the lowest level management position and he's cool. just that nasty actor, yeah that he's actor cool. did a really good job of yeah playing, yeah Paul Dano yeah playing just this kind of scummy Barely yeah. literate, and, and and that's he's in the Fablemans. Oh, is he? He's and, the father. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought this was so good because then you had him above Solomon Northrup, who's such a dignified, you know, yes, a learned guy, and yeah. the, and it's you know, it's, well, that even becomes a conflict. The difference in their vocabularies right. is evident from the beginning. Yeah. Where, you know, he's talking about the techniques for transporting goods over a creek and, you know, it's over this guy's head. Yeah. But, I mean, he's really cruel and tries to lynch him. Yes. When they get into... When things come to a head. Well, I actually thought the movie made that that scene yes. was the movie did it was well, yeah, more powerful it was than in the so book. So powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh gosh. I mean, when the, so they have him as just about to be hanged. Hanged. Yeah. And so he's like, 
just enough so that his tippy toes can be oh. there. And the movie just didn't rush that scene. No. So he gets saved, but all these people, like, they're afraid to go near him because right. they, they'll they'll just be brutalized if they do. Somebody brings him water. And anyway, and he just does, but they're so good about just showing him, like, tiptoe, tiptoe, yeah. trying to keep himself from being yeah, asphyxiated. Yeah, like, hear his toes oh. trying to get yeah. traction on the ground. Yeah. And it's... Because you could frame that sequence as, you know, the overseer kind of saves his life because of his yes. property and he's protecting yes. the property and then just kind of leaves him until he gets the owner. Right. And so you could tell the story like, okay, well, uh, Ford is there in five minutes and gets him released. Yeah. But if you actually sit there and watch those five minutes, which oh, you do, gosh. Yeah. it's like, it's, it's hard yeah. for me. Yeah, and they, uh, and and Ford finally comes and yeah, and you know, and you even see like, like the wife watching from the balcony. Oh, that was a powerful. That whole cinematic, whatever they did, oh, yeah. was like I was caught up in that, and mm-hmm. they were able to depict it better than I was able to imagine it in the book. Yes. And I thought, well, that is kind of a magic of movie making, and uh, that exactly. actor. What's his name? Benedict Cumberbatch? Or Chittabala Jafar? Yeah. He, how he was, just the, you know, on his, I was first of all wondering, how the heck do you do this? Mm -hmm. And uh, just like, that's excruciating. Like, how do you, how do you not collapse? Not even as an actor, but imagining the slave Mm -hmm. or person being enslaved. Yeah. um, like how heroic is what he's doing right now, and just like staying, you know, that sheer force of will, physicality mm-hmm. and will to be able to not just succumb to, yeah, you know, just let your legs go, like mm-hmm. the oh, it's so powerful that they did really, really powerful, great, great job with that. But yeah, yeah, it is that that whole concept of just the people as property. And and treating people, you know, I mean, nowadays, people don't even treat their dogs like property. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you with your cats. Oh, I love my cats. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know. They yeah, were, it's really uh, almost like what we would call, like, concern trolling with the, like, we, with the wife, she's, what you hear, when they first come to Ford's plantation and she hears about Eliza, like she lost her kids, she's like, oh, poor thing. She's such a compassionate woman. Yeah. Her first word was, you'll forget them soon. Honey. I know. It's brutal. That's brutal. Like, there was more than one time. Like she's got yeah. a, I don't even know that they had kids, actually. They, no, we didn't they, know. At some point, they showed them having a meal and there were kids there okay right yeah and but you never see her okay in a maternal role so even if she's not a mother i mean you've got to that's not yeah that's not a forget about them so it was was really uh we should get into epps played by michael fassbender and sarah Sarah paulson as his wife really disturbed couple yeah yeah that's a very 
rough <laughs> go. You know, yeah, and he's so not as it's bad, I guess, as Tibbets, but oh, it's 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 horrible. He's not a good. Yeah, it's it's fascinating to kind of look at this institution first from maybe the best case scenario under a, a so-called good man with Ford to, okay, now here's what it's like under a deeply flawed and troubled person. Yeah. A very morally bankrupt person. Yeah. Oh. Who's just got this really bizarre marriage. He's has this fixation on one of his slaves um, and his wife like gets in the middle of their marriage and they kind of use her as a pawn in their sick little games with each other uh patsy yeah (laughs) really just it's it's horrifying again really well done i mean fassbender doesn't pull out any stops and really lays bare the um, wickedness of this man who probably doesn't see himself as a virtuous person. Right. That he's, and you know, he's just effective in what he does because you've got to be brutal in order to not have everybody rise up against you, you know? Right. Because you're... And he probably says property more than any other character in the movie. Yeah. Uh, because that's probably how he justifies it to himself. Yeah. And he probably you know, lives the rest of his life thinking that he just got, you know, he's an innocent guy who just got screwed over. Yeah. Um, getting his property taken away. At yeah. The end. So Lupita Nyong'o plays Patsy, who's just another example of how brutal this system was toward its women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's. This is kind of one of her earlier movies. She's Mexican born actress, but raised in Kenya. Educated in the U.S., I think, for college. Uh, she's a terrific actress. And, yeah. Um, just gives this heart rending performance. Oh, uh, gosh, yeah. Again, she's, she's a plaything for these two people. Yeah. And then, of course, probably the most. Um, heroic scene in the movie comes toward the end where Epps forces oh. Solomon to whip her. Oh, yeah. And it's shot in, I think, just two long takes, and the McQueen, the director, um, Steve McQueen, no relation, of course, to the actor, but just kind of forces us to witness it. It's really yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, there was at one point. Uh, and I know this is so, you know, such a, it's annoying that this is so much in the news as far as critical race theory. And, you mm-hmm. got, you know, it's like you, you got people on extremes one way or the other. And, you know, you, all you need to do is, like, just show this movie. Yeah. And I do feel like, you know, I mean, it wasn't, like, this isn't different from what we learned in school. In the, no. Even not. me in the 70s, you know, at the. It'd be very useful, particularly to read the book. Yeah, no, because that be, is a historical yeah, record, right? Too. And you know, it wasn't everything, but it, but it was a lot of things, and it was just—I mean, we grew up knowing that it, this was, 
brutal, but um, especially coming from, you know, sort of New England, mm-hmm. it's it's easy to see it as like the South, you know, those right. other people. But definitely watching this movie, I just turned to Adam at one point. It was like sarcastically, yeah. you know, makes you yeah. proud to be a white American, doesn't it? You know, oh, it's it, yeah. Just like, it's... oh, golly, how do you... This is so terrible. Because this is, this is very... The best picture winner it's most reminiscent of is Schindler's List, of course. Because yeah. I know very you haven't similar. seen yet, but it's just this kind of like... Hard to watch, but it's like I have to watch it. The striking difference, and I do think Schindler's List is a better movie, but that's, you know, the... Architect of that is, you know, Hitler is the most evil person in history, and it's how he's gone down in the history books. And but it's like what we see here is perpetrated by just American farmers, yeah, and plantation owners, and it's yeah. just you know not to compare it one way or the other with the Holocaust or different yeah. things in different circumstances, but it's the inhumanity is just it's, yeah. it's hard to even fathom. Yeah, he actually in the book uses that term man's inhumanity to man. And I was like, oh, oh is I that thought, even coined? Yeah, I thought that was, I was like, yeah, I was I thought like, that was coined for the Holocaust. That's what I did too. I was like, oh, really? that's interesting. This, yeah. is, this is well before I think of that as the um, what book is that for? Um, Pride and Prejudice? No, no, no. It's from the Jewish Holocaust. No, John a blank on the psychologist. Um, oh, Victor Frankel. No. Okay, yeah. Um, I thought he had kind of coined that term, but anyway, they had. Um, it 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 does it did remind me very much because I know growing up it was just like. What's wrong with the Germans? You know, they should have known better sort of thing. Right. You know, mm-hmm. the Germans, you know, that you know, you shouldn't have let that happen, German people. I know you weren't all Hitler, but right. you shouldn't have let that happen. That's what I was thinking when I was watching this. It was just like, you know, okay, we weren't plantation owners, but like we we shouldn't have let this happen. Yeah. You know, it's because it's the same thing. You're ta- you're just taking people that you're categorizing by some, pick a random thing. Yeah. This is pigmentation. And right. whereas, you know, otherwise it's Jewish, it's also their ethnicity, their religion. You know, pick a thing where you can distinguish yeah. them. And then we're, we're, we're just all deciding that we don't like them. And they don't, we don't have to treat them like human beings. You know, we're at a, of a different level. Yeah, I mean, you can also um, tell similar stories, I think, from the perspective of the Native Americans, too, which is not right. just the South that's complicit there. Right. Uh, yeah, Trail yeah. of Tears and, and all of that. Yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of uh, um, human beings can be really cruel. Yeah, I, that's why I it's, think that's such a powerful tagline or forbidden lack yeah. of a better term, of <laughs> yes. man's inhumanity to man, knowing mm-hmm. that, like, 
guess what? We are all capable of this. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's, it's talk- also like we just did Spotlight. Yeah. Another exactly. example yeah. of oh. man's inhumanity to yeah. children. Oh. You know, it's just like, how can this, but it happens over and over and over again. And just like with Spotlight, it's like you've got this whole system that, yes, you've got a problem with the perpetrators, but you, you got to fix the system. I'm not sure I like the casting of Brad Pitt, though, as Bass. Okay. The guy who ends up yeah. basically saving him. But if you're from, the producer of the movie, you're going to make yourself... <laughs> of course you're going to be that guy. Um, <laughs> it's just, I think it kind of undercuts the danger that it puts on Solomon to trust this guy. Because it comes after this uh, a sequence right before that with this guy Armsby, uh-huh. played by just a character actor, um, Garrett Dillahunt, but not someone who's well-known or a movie star. Uh, who he does trust and then just sells him out, mm-hmm. betrays him. And so then when Brad Pitt shows up, it almost like puts the audience at ease too much yeah. because he's there's no one else in the movie with that type of star power. Yeah. And he's less kind of immersed into the character than like Benedict Cumberbatch is. He right. just kind of seems like, okay, we see Brad Pitt's folksy charm. Right. come through and yeah. so it's easy to just kind of trust him and then okay well he's the guy who fixes it um so that you just don't get as much tension as because imagine if instead brad pitt had played armsby wow. and he'd be like you have that same kind of charm and then he sells him out and then you yeah. have this character actor garrett Dillahunt played the Canadian, like, yeah. we'd be like, oh, don't trust him. Don't tell him your story. And so they, you, you get the sense of how big of a risk he's taking in yeah. reaching out to this guy. Well, you know, I, I said at the beginning, you know, I've got no idea of how this movie could be made better to be mm-hmm. as good as the book. Um, and, and there are you know, I mentioned a uh, scene that I actually think is more powerful oh, yeah. as it's described in the book. But exactly oh, from the yeah. Brad Pitt, the very ending, yeah. that, when I was listening to the book, yeah. I'm thinking, oh, this has got to be like the last half hour, <laughs> at least, of the book, right. uh, of the movie. A lot more because about it's so, what really happened. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, you know, the tension is building. Yes. And then there's this, uh, you know, because he sends the the letter, but then it's month after month goes by or weeks after weeks. It's months, really. They right. go by and it's it's hopes dashed. And it's, yeah. you know, the, and then at the very end when it is actually happening, this huge drama over them getting there. Mm-hmm. Just about to miss this, mm-hmm. the character played, um, um, what's his, Bass. Bass, yeah. Bass. If Bass had just left, you know, there was mm-hmm. this, you know, they they could yeah. have really, you know, they were so almost missed. And it was a happenstance that they yeah. met up with him and then yeah. figured out, because they got to, 
they know who they're searching for, but you've got yeah. two different names and how are, you know, the thought mm-hmm. that they would go, their plan was to just go and look at every slave on every plantation yeah. to try to recognize Northrop. It was needle in the haystack, yeah. but they were, you know, this, ha- and then, and then this final thing at the end where it was just like, oh, Epps is going to figure this out. Yeah. So we got to go get the sheriff and the mayor in the middle of the night. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's and a lot. These, That's really... Yeah. So you've got this whole, like, the civil system is working at a different level than the plantation system. Yeah. And there, you know, there's good guys at the civil level, the yeah, magistrate so yeah, right, right level mm-hmm. that are like oh well it's, that's the law that's, that's the law yeah. it's so dramatic and i do think that you know it it has like a quick ending here it does. that lacks the drama yeah it's almost kind of like the anti argo right which kind of takes in reality which was just kind of a matter of fact ending not that nail biting and kind of manufactures oh, this yeah, nail-biting yeah. climax right. where here you have, like, yes. reality was nail-biting, and it just kind of, you know, Brad Pitt leaves, and then it, then we get the Patsy scene, which is yeah. just Heart, heartbreaking. Horrifying. And then it just ends. Yeah. Which, and I think that was intentional, just in the fact that it's, I don't think McQueen wanted to tell the story of him getting away but the story of slavery itself. Yeah. So I, I think kind of it was intentional to kind right. of downplay that. Yeah. Um, I just think it probably would have been better off if not using Brad Pitt. I think that kind yeah. of threw off the balance a little yeah. bit. But, I mean, that's a yeah. minor quibble. This yeah, is a no, great, I, I great see, movie. I see what you're saying. It, it doesn't serve the storytelling of what story they're trying to tell. Yeah. Yeah, which is, again, why do both. You know, read the probably why Definitely. also they did the you know yeah, that one scene is so dramatic. But we're seeing, yeah, yeah, we're seeing. Definitely read or listen to the book. And yeah. yeah, the only other the only other quibble I had because I don't remember this from the book was that sort of weird sex scene towards the front beginning of the movie. You know, between the two yeah. slaves that wasn't That's in the book, was it? remember that no 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 i mean that was kind of a flash forward it was kind of when they're at the sugar farm right kind of loaned out yeah and i think that was just kind of a contrast to how yeah the loving relationship he had in as a free man with the just kind of desperation and lack of humanity in as as property yeah, that's, the only thing that it, I mean, I saw how they were contrasting, you know, because they were flipping yeah. back and forth, but it was, he describes himself as a loyal husband. I don't know. Yeah. I, I thought it was kind of a, I mean, it, it doesn't, I don't know. I, I mean, I wouldn't cite that as an infidel. It's, no, I, I get it, that it it's go. not, it's not that, it's just, I don't, I don't know that. Solomon Northrop would have been like, why are you going to do that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but again, uh, really... Because he he talks about how he's sort of proud of himself. Yeah. That he's like, unless you've been in this situation, you don't maybe understand. Like, I never killed anybody. Yeah. And that was, you know, I 
thank I'm so thankful that I never did, essentially. But I kind of see that, you know, there's ways that he kept his dignity in inhumane yeah. circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I I feel like he would have he would have wanted it not portrayed that way. Yeah, it's a very small part. It is a very small part. Yeah, it doesn't so it, go back to it either. No, it doesn't. It so it's like, why you got to do yeah. that? Because okay, well, why are you gonna do that? You'll have to ask Steve McQueen. Yeah, no, I don't. That. I don't feel like it. Yeah, um, I'd rather anyway, just judge his intentions. I, wow! <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, really good movie. Uh, I I really loved Gravity, but I think I I prefer this. Yeah. It's really a, a silly comparison, but that's yeah. what we have to do with Oscars. We have to pick one or the other, and yeah, I, I think I mean this is just more. It has more gravity to it. Yes, <laughs> in that way, uh, gravity is really good. Though actually, yeah. it's, it's a lot maybe more, more less fun to watch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, at any rate, uh, Mark, this is time for our limerick. Wait, do we do the do we the, do the limericks before we do the nominations? Yeah, normally. Okay, yeah. I never know. So we you changed the rules last yes. time. What yes. are we doing now? So now I have the limerick from ChatGPT, okay. and you wrote a limerick. I did. And then so which one are we doing first? Well, why don't we do the ChatGPT one, okay. and then you can see why it is any better. Yeah, and I do have to say, this is one of the best sort of limericks. <laughs> yeah, it came awkward so to write so. a limerick about this yeah, subject right. matter. All right, so this is the chat GPT one. In years of torment, a tale unfolds. Twelve years a slave, its story holds. Solomon Northup, free no more, endured trials he couldn't ignore. A haunting journey, history molds. Wait, so in years of Yeah, it's not. It's a poem. Okay. Okay. So yeah, you can do better. Let's see. Yeah, you read it. Okay. Solomon's harrowing plight that Steve McQueen's film brings to light a fiddler enslaved by assistant and praise for the crime of not being white. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. (laughs) That is so good. Oh, you're good at this. Okay. Oh, I'm not joking. That is really good. Okay, we're well, continuing just... with this. We're continuing with okay, this. Well, that's a lot more work. Anyways. Oh, that is so good. Uh, so 12 Years of Slave got nine nominations. Yeah. Nine nominations. Yes. Okay. Uh, best picture. Three, yes, well, obviously one best picture. Uh-huh. Uh, three acting nominations. Well, Solomon Northrup. Yeah, Chidawal Ejiofor was a okay. Best Actor nominee. Yeah. I mean, so many people could have been yeah. um, in this. Did the Best Actress or Supporting Actress um, for, um, what was her name? A lot. Um, Patsy. Uh, Patsy? Yeah, Lupita Patsy. Nyong'o. Okay. Yes. Yeah, really powerful. Really powerful. Um, there were, I mean, pick a, I mean, I don't know about Benedict Cumberbatch. Right. But the Epps guy, yeah, that's pretty powerful. Yeah, Michael Fassbender was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Okay, did it? Is it Epps? Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o won. 
Oh, did she? Yes. Okay, good. Best supporting actress. Well, she should have. It's yeah. great. He didn't uh, win? Tinnabella Ejiofor. It was terrific. He lost to Matthew McConaughey. Ugh. It's, they, uh, when an actor transforms their body like that, it's, they can't resist. Oh, but this was so This was, yeah, so he should have won. And won. Uh, Michael Fassbender lost to Jared Leto from the Alice Byers Club. Oh, Jim. okay. Um, and then Best Actress went to Kate Blanchett for a Woody Allen movie called Blue Jasmine. Oh, okay. Uh, so probably just like the only one three. Oh. Best Picture, uh, Supporting Actress, and Adapted Screenplay. Okay, but it was nominated for three, six, nine. Yes. Okay, so that's a decent nomination. Yeah, uh, Gravity actually won seven awards. Ugh. So, I mean, well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, like, including the be- Best Director. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I think that was probably by the time they announced Best Picture, people thought Gravity was going to win. Oh, okay, but, it was that close. Well, we have no idea how close the vote was, but it won uh-huh. seven awards, which is... Yeah. Um, until this past year, it was the most awards for any movie since uh, Slumdog Millionaire. Okay. Still one of the highest total wins without winning Best Picture. Okay, what are you going to watch next? All right, well, my picks are the same as they've been for several months. Mm -hmm. No Country for Old Men, Amadeus, Parasite, Moonlight, and The Best Years of Our Lives. Could be that. We'll see. Yeah, it's probably not going to be. So I picked The Departed, All Quiet on the Western Front, Rebecca, and Midnight Cowboy. And I picked 12 Years a Slave, so I have to pick another one. Pick Casablanca. I think I'll go. I think I'll put The Sound of Music on the board. Oh, good choice. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's in the 20s. How high is it going to be? I know it's beloved, but let's see. Yeah, really, music. forty spots higher than my fair lady. I guess we'll see. Let's okay. find. Let's oh. find out. Okay, we're in twenties now. I guess. It's, yeah, we're in the top thirty, but it'll be number 30. in the twenties. We're gonna be. Oh. Oh wow! The that cowboy. Well, yeah, I shouldn't say wow. I picked it. Yeah, you did pick it. All right. Um. So we'll be back next week with. Do you know anything about Midnight Cowboy? Um, is it a, it's a 70s movie? Yeah, uh, 69. <laughs> I don't know. I don't what, know what would you guess that it's about? Midnight Cowboy? It looks like I'm looking at the picture there. Is it set yeah. in New York? I, have, yeah. I don't know. It's about a male stripper. Oh, okay. That's interesting. <laughs> Midnight okay. Cowboy dresses up like a cowboy. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's like well, Magic Mike. I'm really curious to see what you think of it. <laughs> oh, um, dear. Yeah, yeah. So, well, we'll be back next week with Midnight Cowboy at number 29. Bye. Bye. Bye.